You are now tuned in to 3 Plus 1, the podcast. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and sometimes uplifts. Hello and welcome to the 3 Plus 1 podcast where you are joined by Let's Talk Tazzy and Didi. 3 Plus 1 is a multi-generational podcast that crosses lines with zennial and millennial voices. Political issues, social matters, and popular culture are explored weekly in a segmented format that engages, informs, and maybe sometimes it just may uplift. We are joined today by the ladies of the Lemon Pepper Wet Podcast. Ladies, welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. This is literally the first recording in over a year, and the first words out of your. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Don't don't keep that energy. Don't keep that energy. Don't keep that energy. Okay, okay. Out of her mouth was old. You can listen and see that he tried to drag me previously. So go listen to our other short episodes. It wasn't a short episode. It was called an introduction. Okay. A prologue. A prelude. The beginning. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, as we talk about zenimillennial voices, Tazzy, what would be an appropriate start? Do you uh, millennials not say whoop whoop? Because I say it a lot. I haven't said. I, I don't think I, I say anything to start. Or what would you oh, call no, that? Cheers it. We just like, clapped and cheered. Yeah. Like, whoa, you don't whoa. have like your hype phrase. Uh. We do a lot of hey. Yeah, it's a lot of days. Back in my hood days, I used to say yee yee. Yeah. <laughs> when did your hood days end, Tazzy? When I moved to Henry County. Okay. Same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of the way it's that's been. That's been all black girls <laughs> live in Henry County. Every black girl okay. Everything stopped as soon as we got there. <laughs> You're like, wait. White people are so oppressive. Oh. God. So don't get me started. Uh, we we are. <laughs> this is a tradition for the three plus one podcast. Uh, the very first episode that we launched had the ladies of lemon pepper wet. Oh, so we want to ensure that every time we start after having taken a hiatus away, that we come back with these uh, amazing young ladies to start off. So give us an update, ladies, on what's been happening in your lives and what's happening with lemon pepper wet. Oh, okay. In a year, it's been a year. It's been a full year. Wow. Okay. I feel like I've been doing a lot of, you know, the SpongeBob with the fire around him meme when he's like, this is fine. Oh, it's the dog. It's the dog. He's like sitting at the desk. Yeah. Yeah. And everything is There's a Solange version of that one. What? I'll show you later. Solange would never. Um, So, yeah, I think it's just been a lot of like trying to catch my footing, trying to figure out exactly which way my life is <laughs> which way my life is like actually headed but I think that's what all millennials say it's like you're just trying to figure this shit I out feel like, like we're constantly trying to figure shit out yeah. and that goes the same for the podcast yeah yes. <laughs> exactly so I mean we record a little less just to suit our schedules. schedules it's hard to get two people I mean you guys probably know like 
two people who do two different things to get them on one accord to sit down and have like a meaningful conversation and then edit and all of that stuff so isn't there a third person with you all oh biggest change is now just christina and i as lemon pepper wet right Right. So now things, I think the format of the show is a little bit different. Before we were definitely reporters and reporting on yeah. current events. And now it's more so like a conversation between two friends, things that are relevant actually relevant to, us. to our lives yeah. and things that we actually talk about and care about. So, I mean, I think that might be the biggest change of Lemon Pepper What. Yeah. So has that been tough to change format and has your audience been able to embrace the new experience? You know, I don't know that we have focused so much on that because Mm -hmm. I think whatever we I don't know that we want to be so much driven by how our audience responds because I feel like the audience will shape itself like whoever is meant to listen to us is going to listen to us based on what we want to talk about right so I think because because initially we were really like obsessed with the analytics and like who's watching and where are they living and uh, you know and like constantly trying to pump out content that didn't mean and so to like what is popular for everyone right you know right. not just things that right we're interested right. in you know so now it feels mm-hmm. a little bit easier mm-hmm. i think the desire the motivation to like want to make it better is definitely more organic mm-hmm. and it's not like we're having a meeting today so let me act enthusiastic about this fucking shit that we're doing you yeah. know it's like when we do get sparks of like motivation or inspiration it comes naturally and we just and it's so much better. Yeah. It's so much it's, better when you want to do something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's as far as the podcast goes, essentially. And I think, I guess, I guess that translates to my life as well. I'm just like, the things that I actually enjoy doing are what I'm focusing more on now. Yeah, for sure. Love it. So when you say things that you enjoy doing yeah. and focus, so let's talk about what you guys are doing as careers beyond being podcasters. Okay. Any updates? Yes. Yeah, so I have a few jobs now. Um, she got I, three oh, jobs. I have three jobs. <laughs> but I've always been for my career, and I'm putting up air quotations for everybody who's listening. Like my career has always been uh, being an ultrasound tech. I started doing that like three years after I graduated high school. So however old I was, and very very young. So all twenty one. Yeah. Exactly. And I've been doing the same shit for nine years. So it's like I never, as far as my career goes, I have never had the opportunity to really branch out. It's because the only skill that I, or the main skill that I developed and cultivated was like related to one very niche thing. Mm -hmm. But obviously I do have other things that I'm passionate about or other things that spark my interest. So I think the past year I've been provided or with opportunities to be able to kind of like flex a muscle a little bit that I've never worked before. Mm-hmm. So like property management with a friend, a really good friend. And then, well, and then I work at a restaurant because I need money. So, <laughs> so yeah, I have three jobs now, which keeps us pr- pretty busy. I really don't do shit else but work. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, in my career, I'm trying to think a year ago, uh, last year was the first full year after I quit my job that I was freelancing. Um, so that was kind of like, it was a really interesting experience because it's something that I always wanted to do. Like, I've always had a job and kept my, what I went to school for as like the side hustle. So then when I made the decision to finally quit 
the job that should have been the side hustle and fully pursue my dreams. Like I've just seen things, things have changed my mind, like the path I want to go on. I've tried different departments, seeing where I fit best, seeing where my skills are most useful. So that's been pretty cool. Um, and outside of work, working for money, like I've been trying to collaborate with other people so that we can do our own thing. You know, uh, it's, cool to work for someone but it's also cool to make your own dreams come true so when you talk about you know freelancing what dreams are you making come true let's talk about what is it that you do what is it that so i work in commercials um as most people know i, I just learned that they call atlanta yollywood uh, which is really interesting that's yeah that was a new one for me what so, does that mean yollywood instead of hollywood oh, y'all yeah they call it yollywood y'all okay. yeah Damn, it should be like yollywood i don't think it's shady, I think no, it's shady no i think it's smart branding yeah. no and, we, Tati, I'm and it's not like y'all it's not like it's, you people in georgia aren't <laughs> trying to restrict the rights and and of everybody Okay. Um, no, let me y'all Tazzy, I think we're on the same page yeah. because the thing is when people there's so many productions happening right now in Atlanta, like people come to Georgia to film their shows and their commercials and their movies because there's a tax incentive, you know, they get a tax break. And so when all these out of town productions come here, there's I've had people say, well, I don't know if they know how to do this. Just because we're in the South. Like, the, the, what people think of the South is that we're like slow and country we don't, hicks we're don't country know hicks, we don't know anything. As if a lot of the crew, they've been working in production for 30 years, 30 mm-hmm. plus years. A lot of people come from LA to Atlanta because it's cheaper to live here and they could still do what they love to do. Right. So I think Yollywood is a like low key shady. So okay, so this is Yollywood is essentially a nickname that came from within the industry itself, not mm-hmm. like I don't think it came from within. I think people call it like people outside of Atlanta call it. No, Yollywood. no, I'm saying within like the film industry. Yeah. Not like of Atlanta, like no. Well, I mean, I but, guess I mean, it could have yeah. to Atlanta. I mean, even they call, if. It, Regardless, I guarantee you that we're going to take it in Atlanta and turn it into a point of pride. Yeah. I guess so. I don't know. I'm proud to live in Yollywood. I'm proud of Yollywood. I'm proud of Yollywood because it's jobs for people in this state. Mm -hmm. And it's opportunities for young creatives like yourself so that you don't have to work a traditional nine to five that you don't want to work. But you can go out there and have a real career that pays your bills in the industry that you want to be in. And that excites me. So if we have to be Yollywood for that, then I'm all for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that this is going to continue despite what may be a massive boycott of the industry mm-hmm. because of the absolutely ridiculous Republican-sponsored legislation around abortion mm-hmm. that significantly... Did, not even just limits, but takes away the right of women to choose what's best for their bodies and their futures. So do you think, that's a great kind of segue to say, do you ladies think that this is going to hurt Atlanta's film opportunities of with course. this legislation? Well, have you, okay, have you seen the impact? Yeah, I that's, mean, that's what I was going to ask. Like, people have been canceling shows. Like, Tiffany Haddish refused to come to her tour stop. In Atlanta. Okay, okay. Yeah. and then even 
more so how long do you think that's going to last? Because people like to hoard their money. Yeah. And if they can do something cheaper in a place, like, are they really going to, like, stand behind, like, you know, what is the saying? Hold their guns, stand their guns, stand their ground, whatever. Stand their ground. Like, <laughs> yeah. Are they going to stick to <laughs> this? Like, because too. we all know, like, a lot of activism is, like, faux activism or it's performative. So, like, are people really going to give up that coin just to prove a point? If anything, I think people are going to forget after a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you forget. Know? They don't care to begin with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think speaking for the people in the industry, like, mm, of people are not agreeing with this abortion ban. So it's kind of like, we didn't want this. Like, this is not something that any of us would vote for, but yet we would be the ones penalized Mm -hmm. for it. And it's kind of, it's, it's messed up. Like, Atlanta is a very liberal city, but Georgia isn't. So I think, I think people, that's what forget people forget that. You is know? that Atlanta is a standalone, very liberal area. It's very blue. Yeah. But once you leave outside of Atlanta, yeah. it's red and, like, deep, deep, deep red. Ooh. Like, it's insane. You forget how red Georgia is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, You can tough. easily forget on that drive. Savannah. You're oh, like, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Y'all out here, huh? I mean, I definitely went to school in Vadasa, so I was like, this is a whole different thing. Right. Like, I don't... You thought Henry County was something. I thought, I was like, <laughs> when we moved to Henry County, I was like, why are we here? Yeah. Like, this is not a safe place. But, um, yeah, I, I think it, it's, it's disappointing for sure for a multitude of reasons, but... I think the job security aspect is like really kind of like well shit making you know? you anxious. Yeah, it definitely makes you anxious, and it's like we don't want this. Like everybody right. but us, please. Right. You know, this is a great I think opportunity to go into some of the news of the week. Um, it's been a really interesting and somewhat tragic start of August. Yeah. Where we had two mass shootings occur, one in El Paso, Texas, and then one in Ohio. Uh, ladies, any thoughts on this and how that has impacted you? There was also the one in uh, Gilroy, California. That's right. Which That's was right. Not long before that. Uh, I don't know. It's sad to say, and it sounds kind of cliche, I think, to, in my head, but yeah. it's kind of become something that I'm used to, or I anticipate, or I'm not like as shocked by. I won't say move, but like. It's just like, oh, it's another day. So, yeah. Know? So, I, unfortunately. You know, so, let me, this is just me, you know, but can I push back or push a little bit on that? Sure. Yeah. I, and I think that, I know last t- season, Tazzy and I would go back and forth where she was really tired and over talking about, like, President Trump. Mm-hmm. And she would all, I mean, it was she, she had absolute fatigue. And I feel that many millennials are experiencing that level of fatigue. But you cannot tire of debating and talking about these issues because that's exactly what President Trump and his supporters probably want you to do. That is slowly taking you into brave new world territory where we just want to be entertained. We just want the fun, the glitz, and and whatever's happening behind the scenes. We don't even care about it. Just do what you want to do. And before you know it, you've taken over our country. And we've let you. We don't even notice that you've done it. Not only have you taken away our country, but you've locked up our children in cages and you've sent our parents away to foreign countries that they never lived in. And that's exactly what's happening. And it's going to continue to happen unless young people like you stand up and mobilize 
mobilize and stop it because you have the force. You are the majority in this nation and you have to be attuned. If not, you will believe whatever they put in front of you. Never before in the course of America has so many untruths and lies been paraded around as though they're truths and people are buying into it. That's why you had radical lies White supremacist, white supremacist terrorists killing people in El Paso and a president more concerned about how he was received there than the actual loss of American lives. Mm. So I think it's essential that you not tire or fatigue of it, but instead learn how to dig into it, embrace it, and pull back every single instance and look at it for what it is. These were lives lost because they were not white. These were lives lost because they were not white. This man literally said he was going to go out and kill people in El Paso to stop the Mexican invasion of America. And these are the exact same words that President Trump has spoken on stump speech after stump speech after stump speech. And these are the exact same words where someone literally said in an audience, what, how do we stop the Mexican invasion? And someone screamed out, you shoot them. And President Trump in no way altered that discussion, in no way reproached or admonished the talk. What he said was you can only get away with that in the panhandle. This is the president of the United States where American citizens were killed because of the rhetoric pushed out by this man and his party. We are truly becoming the nation of hate. Mm. Um, I becoming we are and we may be I'm still undecided I'm still undecided Mm -hmm. we weren't before and I say that because in 2008 hope won the day we were a nation of hope we were a nation of dreamers we were a nation that elected the first person of African descent into the White House of the United States and the American people stood behind him and they stood behind his policies and they stood behind his beliefs. There was a fraction of splintered white supremacist radicals out there in the margins and in the friends doing what they were doing, growing and mobilizing. But before we knew it, they had overtaken the country by false means and by stealing an election mm-hmm. from the rightful president who the majority of people elected Hillary Clinton because so many people, including African-American women, had been taught to hate her because of a false rhetoric that was pushed by Russians who infiltrated the nation. That's where the invasion you came know, from. We were not that. invaded by Mexicans. <laughs> we were invaded by Russians. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, listen. Let, okay, okay, wait. wait. We have reminds gone. me of, okay, yes. James Baldwin's quote is, <laughs> to be black and conscious in America is to be in a constant state of rage, right? <laughs> like that. He <laughs> mad. And he pointed out the point that, like, last season, I really was just fed up talking about Trump. Right. Yes. But it, it, it's true. Like, to constantly talk about that, you're always You angry. can't look and away. I understand okay, that. But also, I don't want to be look mad away. all the time. Exactly. I don't want to be in a constant state of rage all the then time. Then you change it. Then you stand up, you act out, and you change it. You stay mad, and you mobilize other people just like you to be but that's mad the thing. until you can change it. I don't want to stay mad. I don't want to stay mad. Like you said, mad. hopefully you get 70 years on this earth. I'm already at 31. I... I don't know how much more of that time I want to spend. I've been angry or I've been angry at times. A lot of times. Yes. People yes. And I'm just like, how how much longer do I want to do that? And where, how much of my focus should be on... Anger? Ang- or not just the anger, obviously. I think the anger is a secondary emotion. It's a yeah. byproduct of where you choose to focus your attention. Yes. And so, not that I don't think you're right about... 
you know, being tenacious and not losing sight of what's important. But I do think that a balance and like, you know, lots of millennials talk about fucking health care and mental health. And like, maybe it's not good for you to be your eyes bugging out of your head all the time because (laughs) you feel some type of way. Like, I don't know. It's just like. I get the reason for being mad, but I'm choosing right in this moment not to be. Like, I just can't. I, I understand that. I think that's a great, that's a great, I think, division of generations is mm-hmm. that, you know, right now millennials don't want to accept that reality, whereas people my age are it's really not about, about accepting. it's a stark reality that we have to live with. We want you to see it too so you can fight against it because we can't. I feel like we see it, we're, we we're, understand we're, what's going on, but it's like... I think we've been, we've been so exposed to so much. So much. Like, like shocking, when you were violent. When you were 14, you did you see planes like crashing into, into buildings? Building. And, like, did you, I, I remember the very people first getting their heads cut off on the internet. Are you kidding me? No. Are you kidding me? No, I think that you're not taking you into consideration Look how... at generations of people in this country who were ripped from their homeland, brought to the nation in boats on the Middle Passage. Most of the okay, families that's died. Why we're no, you're I'm saying, no, it goes back to that as African Americans in this nation and the horrific in- experiences and that, trauma that we is have like had to endure. And exactly. you, your generation, has the best life and the best opportunity of any generation that has come before. I think the generation and has guess what? Will. And that's yeah. absolutely the way it should be. And your children's children should have a better life than their forefathers. That's what we hope for. Yeah. That's what we work for. Right. That's what we and pray we're for. That. We, as older people, pray for each one of you to have a better life than what we had so that when you even if you don't pray for yourself you can stand on the prayers that we have prayed for you and those same prayers are prayed by my mother and my grandmother and my great grandmother for me and that's how it's meant to be and, and that's so what we must continue in that but so this thankful. is what's going to happen you will stop praying you will cease the prayers your children won't have the prayers and you know why you're going to cease the prayers because you don't even know that you need to be praying because you're looking at hot girl summer and big old big old freak Shirley Susan's song. I had a praying grandmother. That's, and that's why she had a praying grandmother. I hope you have yeah. a praying grandmother. And I hope one day, Tazzy, you will be a praying I grandmother. I will be a praying grandmother. Yes, a I rich. So, I know that we have definitely kind of meandered <laughs> away from the topic, but I hope if you didn't know, do you love his God? You meandered because you steamrolled us. Yes, you did. He might even let us talk. I think I think the point we were trying to make. Is that from a very young age? We experienced September the 11th. No, no. don't do that. The inter- access to the internet. We were seeing all types no, of things. No, I'm kids. saying we experienced Columbine. Oh. The Columbine massacre was the first mass shooting that I remember in my life. Like people got shot and killed at school. School. At you go to school and die. These are the things that we have grown up to seeing. We've seen Sandy Hook. We've seen what happened in Ferguson. We've seen what happened to Trayvon Martin. Like Osama bin Laden was cutting off heads. We were on the internet. And I to tack on to that, I just feel like, yeah, it's a different kind of trauma because it's a little different. there is a heightened sense of anxiety, you know, like kids not that people aren't depressed or people don't have anxiety troubles, but it's mm. just like I feel like it's at an all time high because it's just like Because news is really available and you can be inundated with it and you can become overwhelmed by it because it's constant. But yeah, well, you were a that. child. You weren't you exposed didn't have to that constantly all the time. You, like, you read your Sunday newspaper or maybe every day of the week. I don't know. But you had that, you had like one 
news channel. You you didn't have so many opportunities to be traumatized. As by a violence. child, your parent yeah. could shield you from the bullshit. Exactly. Like I don't think we I should go be see seeing see a man home. get choked on the side of the road until he dies. Yeah, like, I don't think I should see a little kid trying to run from a gang and get chopped up by machetes. Like oh, that's not something I should be seeing every day. Like yeah. it's. It's so, really so weird. You have, to You're think, right. you have to take that into consideration to see why we feel tired. Like, we're tired of it. Mentally. We we're <laughs> mentally drained. We do not want to keep talking about politics and how things can change because it seems hopeless. It seems as though any kind of change or any kind of resistance is shot down and it's just like, now what? Yeah. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. You're physically exhausted. So like, that's why we want to have our hot girl summer. We yeah. need to relax. We need to let loose. Because yeah. I want to enjoy my life. Like, you know, you realize you're in your late 20s, early 30s and you're constantly, like, you're, it's so much trauma that we've been through. Yeah. And people don't address that. And then I feel like I read a study where it said that, like, all that emotional trauma and craziness that went on through slavery has been passed down it genetically. Is, it is. Yeah. It is. And so to imagine, just like... not even genetically, yeah. but, like, behaviorally. Yes. Like, the people, like, just that, like, respectability politics. I can't mm. wear shorts so So having that and, combined like, with all of this other stuff, like, our generation is really, like... And this is, well, okay. this is... Okay, and I also don't want to disregard anything that happened before us. Exactly. I'm not I'm not disregarding that. That's what I was in the back I'm of not going to yes. disregard that, but I also want you to not think... Or I also want you to kind of... I have soften. fully acknowledged well, the fact no, no, that no, the I'm readily just, available nature of violence has had an impact. But I'm just saying that I don't yeah, want I you to think that like we you're just have so easy and that our lives are just so golden he's such a shitty person (laughs) wait okay wait okay yes yes I get what you're saying like we can't just not acknowledge everything that's gone on before us and how it's absolutely not the same and how a lot of steps have been made to make our lives Right, but, better. but Didi was not alive during civil oh, rights. I get that, I get that, and, and I think that's why your generation is so judgmental because you weren't, you're right in the middle. Like you weren't alive during civil rights, living all that craziness, and then you didn't have access to the internet and all that shit that we went through. So now you feel like, well, my motherfucker. Amazingly, the and now y'all are just amazingly. I was born and then went into a state of suspended animation and missed all of those experiences. I was in suspended animation when the twin tower hit. I was in suspended animation when violent video games happened. Columbine, Trayvon Martin, Ferguson, I just woke up yesterday. What we're saying is when those experiences happened, we were children. I was growing up children. We were children. You were very... Well, I was you, know, you know what? You I know what? To you try weren't, to find you some weren't children. Ground. Yes, I, I wanted this... to find some common ground. I only just learned that you were like, how old were? Did you say you were twenty two when, when you were teaching, teaching us? us? Which is wild. Who allowed this? <laughs> you were a great teacher, teacher but America, America just throw I'm anybody in there. I'm Number just... one, I went to an accredited <laughs> university in an education <laughs> program. I did not come through Teach for America. There are people <laughs> with freaking accounting degrees teaching kids. I have two degrees in English. Oh. They're right outside if you want to. I'm just letting you know. Verify. Y'all need to ask who, what degrees your teach the kids that are the teachers that are teaching your kids have because. 
They're not teachers. They just want their debt paid off. I don't know how And they can get a job when they graduated because <laughs> they did TFA. Guess who Daddy. has their degrees in education? Didi. Moving on. I'm just but saying, we, we you were making you. a point, Beth, and you were saying. We believe you. <laughs> beyond tearing down my credibility <laughs> and, my, and the validity of my classroom experience. You deserve that clap back because you came at us real hard. <laughs> yes. So it was, it the was truth. deserved, and now we can find common ground. I you think. were 21 when you taught them? I was not that young. Yeah, not that you were like 22. I was 21 when I started teaching 2002, 3, 3, 4. I was 25 when I taught you. Really? 25, yeah. 25 and 05. Well, I'm like, I was I'm older. I was older. Oh, no, I was, I was I to But you thought I was much older, correct? You, you Right? <laughs> he was also fat and bald head, so yes, we thought he was older than 25. He was not. I'm a not. <laughs> Not. When he was my teacher, okay, I don't know. How could I be bald that. with all this hair that I now have? It was low cut. It was very low cut. It was a low you cut. Have a, you have a bountiful. Bald of means that you have no hair and it can't grow. A low cut means that you kept your hair cut low. That was mm-hmm. a choice. So he doesn't and, want to address the fat part, but okay. <laughs> I was bigger. <laughs> Husky. You were not. Not when I taught in 06. Oh, I was gaining weight in 09. Oh, nine. Tub, tub, coming around. Where's that your body shame? No, that's okay. You can body shame when you have nothing of substance to say about the fact that your generation refuses to be aware <laughs> of the issues okay, okay, that the family has. I guess I want to say this. Have you considered that maybe the approach it should be malleable, like the approach to changing things overall? We have to do what eventually like works for our generation, like. I, I don't want to be that person that's like, all oh, the old people are going to die off anyway. Like We that, are. Like that, but we're going to die. And, but, and then and we're going to have our commonality. You won't have any commonality because you won't be in this country. Where am They're going to send her back. <laughs> send her back. They're going to send all of you away. And you'll be sent back, and it'll happen in the middle Look. of the night. And the same way they went in and raided in Mississippi just the other day. Mm. U.S. authorities strongly defended Wednesday's mass immigration raids at Mississippi workplaces, saying the secret of operation to arrest undocumented immigrants was successful, even as it led to images of okay, weeping children but, arriving okay, home to find their parents missing. We get it. This happened, and this was reported <laughs> by Tim Craig, Scott Wilson, and Nick Maroff from the Washington Post. The raids targeted seven food processing plants in six cities and what U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement is referred to as one of the largest single state enforcement operations in the nation's okay. history. These it's, were people that sent that their these... children to school, I... that went to work to make an honest living, that live in one of the most godforsaken places possible, doing one of the hardest jobs possible, farming chickens in Mississippi. My ancestors were slaves. Like I listen, I I'm, and unfortunately, these immigrants that, are living in a similar it's, situation. It's not to say yes, exactly, which is why to and us why it doesn't feel surprising. Like you can't command a certain reaction out of us just because this is how you react to the atrocities. It's not like, a command. It's not. It's not that we don't understand. I hope it's a what's call to action and a wake up tomorrow. When what you guys would really what think. would the call to what action? Would be what the would best your call to action yeah, be? What would your, what do you, because if you know the key, why haven't you? 
done it. If what do you think change, we should be doing right now in your mind? What is the best thing? He can't that say anything because he yeah. knows be what doing. to do. Why didn't your generation think, do it? Why haven't you done it? Why haven't y'all why stepped up? My yes, because you're saying you guys need to do that. Well, they why have my generation, so they pulled up in. Angela Rye is a part of my generation. Who? Do it. Angela Ra is a part of my generation. Okay. okay. One person. But I'm just saying, there are people, even though we are small in number, who are out here fighting hard to make it Didi, what aware. Didi, what should we do? What I want to see is young people like yourselves become more politically aware and become more activists mm-hmm. in regards to really trying to bring about change and then going out and encouraging your friends to do the exact same thing and motivating the, the young people to be mobilized to take action. I feel like all the... We have a very short runway until 2020 when we have a, a chance to unseat President Trump and slowly begin the long, hard process of moving away from hate and fear and anger and division back to a unity and hope and what America well, really is But if the Russians can just steal something, steal an election, does do votes matter? The Russians just... did not go in and falsify votes. The Russians influenced weak-minded, uninformed people to vote the way they wanted them to vote. Mm-hmm. And that happened because young people were not aware and not able to filter through the fake news that they were being inundated with. And that's what I'm arguing about. And that's why I'm saying you can't turn away. And that's why I'm saying you can't become fatigued in this experience. Because when that happens, it's easy to just scroll through Facebook, see a fake news story about Hillary Clinton and how she hates black people, and then say, oh, I ain't voting for her. Let's but I go, guess, Bernie. I guess the better question is how do we not become fatigued? Yeah. That's you can't not become fatigued. The only okay, well, way that you cannot be fatigued is to be motivated, is to be fired up, and to have a passion about these issues and take real care about the future of our country. Those pe- there are people right now who are refusing to have children because they are so concerned about climate change, and they are so convinced that the world that their kid will live in is to- that will be toxic is not even going to have kids mm-hmm. that's passion and I'm not wanting to inspire you <laughs> I'm there to that I level mean, of passion honestly, but I do want young people to doing. determine what it is that you believe in you may believe and I want and I want you to and that's what I want I want you to believe and I want you to know what you believe in and I want you to help move our nation towards hope okay, okay. that's because beautiful. when our government goes into families when kids have been sent to the first day of kindergarten and deport their parents and now those kids are ready to start a whole new life with education but now they're going to go home to a cage yeah it's heartbreaking and it's sad but it's a reality that i don't think we can we can't turn away from it i I mean i didn't think we could turn away from kids getting shot in an elementary school at sandy hook but here we are we've moved past that and everyone still has their guns. Of, Walmart yeah. is still gonna sell guns. And they literally say we're gonna stop up. showing we're gonna violent video games on the TV screens. But we're still keep selling guns. guns. Yeah, like I, I just kind of feel like when something as big as that happens, that really just shows me where your priorities are right. exactly. And it's like, and and it, I don't know. It's just like because how do you combat when? How do you combat the majority that want that doesn't give a shit about it being this way? Mm-hmm. Like, and the truth of the matter is, is that most of the white people that I know are not going to undo what their ancestors did. Right. You know what I'm saying? So why the fuck am I working so hard? Mm-hmm. Like, 
that's not my responsibility. I didn't put this shit in place. I didn't put them kids in cages, and neither did my ancestors. Right. So y'all fix y'all shit. They're not going to fix it because they're the ones who are doing it. Uh, well, they're putting the kids and, in cages, and that's why we feel so fatigued. And that's why we feel fatigued. They keep like, doing it. This it's is a never There is no doubt in my mind that there were good-hearted, well-intentioned people living in Nazi Germany who sat back and said. Well, they're putting those Jewish people in those. That's a different thing. That's different because there weren't Mexicans and Africans in Germany at that time being the ones that were making the decisions. There was other white people. Like mm-hmm. they, they, if they can't even deal with or fight for other white people. You think they're gonna be trying to fight for little Mexican kids in cages? I'm not saying that. There's some. There are many. Ooh. But what I do believe firmly. She made a point. Is that in the same way that people are... Cause, and, it, and it goes back, there's a beautiful... I can't cite the author right now, but again, it's a beautiful poem. It talks about, you know, it was always somebody else's problem and somebody's responsibility until they came for me. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come for you. They're going to come for us. They're going to come for your children if you're not careful and proactive now. And you may not believe it. This may be a, an amazing piece of archived history, but it starts very small. Let's get these Mexicans out of here because we don't want them to ever be citizens, because we don't want them to ever vote, because we don't want them to ever unseat Republicans, because we want to have a dominant control of this nation for generations to come. Which is what I always had said was, Doc, was President Obama's biggest flaw was not creating a legal path to citizenship so that the Democratic Party would have that control. But we don't. And we never will. Not within my lifetime but maybe within yours and so now what's going to happen if if they're going to first siphon them off Mm -hmm. I guarantee you the people of color that are legal citizens here will be next that's a beautiful experiment of uh, send her back when you're talking about four democratic elected senators I mean house of representative members that now you're saying they should go back to the countries they came from when they came from America Mm -hmm. but the majority of Americans believe that they came from other countries yeah. The same thing will happen to us. And it's only a matter of time before that it does. Is. So you know Let's what? Maybe if we're smart about it, now. we will just leave ourselves. Yeah, Maybe yeah. We're just Where are we enough. going to go? There's nowhere for us to go. Okay. No one wants people. us. This is our nation. This is where we are. There is nowhere else that we can go and start our lives over. I've never so really many... felt like this was my nation ever. <sighs> so but <laughs> you can make it a better nation for your children so they can feel like it's theirs. If you start now. You see how exhausting this is? We all deep side. Yeah. Like, at the same time. That's what we're talking about. It's so, like... Heavy. Damn. Heavy. Like, I just want to enjoy my life. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But you can't deny the fact that all of this bullshit is going on. And it fucking sucks. Oh, I said I was going to stop saying the F word. Mm. It sucks. It freak, freaking freak, sucks. Like Megan V style. Yeah. You probably said it multiple times. I haven't. Christina yeah. has dropped it a, while, a couple times. F one? Mm-hmm. It's fine. We're here now. It's okay. Better like salad. <laughs> We're over here concerned and sad and depressed and he's yelling at us. And you want us to mobilize in this condition? They're going to get your mobilize. kids. They're, They're going to get sick. your kids. I'm depressed. I'm like, Tell damn. Me I'm an activist after that. <laughs> we so already sad. drank two bottles of Prosecco and now I feel like I need some shots or something. Because Didi Do just told me they're going to steal here? my kids from me. Jesus. I don't think it's untrue, but you know, I don't know. I just don't know. That's the thing. I just don't know. All I can do is live a good life, surround myself with good people. No, Bethany, because they're going to get your kids. Oh my God. I can't live a good life, Bethany. Well, I wish I could give you some hope. Um, we do have a slate of, of, of 20 Democratic presidential candidates, including <laughs> front runner Joe Biden, who says that poor kids 
are just as smart as white kids in Iowa. According to Bloomberg News, Joe Biden told a group of mostly Asian and Hispanic voters Wednesday that poor kids are just as bright as white children. The former vice president, who was known for verbal mistakes, made the remarks to the Asian and Latino coalition in Des Moines, Iowa, where he is on a four-day campaign swing for the Democratic presidential nomination. Mm. Ladies, what do we think about former vice president Joe? Uncle Joe. Like, read the rest of the quote. He says... We should challenge students in these schools and have advanced placement programs in these schools, Biden said. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright, just as talented as white kids. He quickly added, wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it. But think how we think about it. (laughs) Yeah, you really do mean it. That was the biggest Freudian slip ever. He said what he said. And he meant what he said. And his other quote was, we think how we're going to dumb it down. They can do anything anybody else can do, given a shot. Uh, this was painful to listen to. You I've, idiot. I, I Joe Biden should have just sat there and ate his food. Sit there I don't know food. who told him he should run for president. <laughs> and then Rihanna called him out um, about it today on social media. I think she, I don't remember what she said, but she was like, basically, um, white people slip up and they're going to show their true colors. Yeah, like That's what she called Joe Biden out of I, I agree fully. I always agree with Rihanna. You know, I don't know if it's a matter of white people. I think it's a matter of anyone who has bigoted, prejudiced viewpoints. And I think that it could be whether you're talking about uh, any minority group. And I think that's what happened with Joe Biden. It's very unfortunate. I was someone who felt that Joe Biden was the only person who had a chance of beating Donald Trump. But there is no way... I can support him moving forward. After that statement. So as of right now, I no longer have a, a, a Democratic candidate who I'm able to endorse or support. I okay. can only now say that I can go through a process of eliminating people. And Joe Biden just got eliminated. Wow. So what do you do now? Now that you don't have Now I really watch carefully. And I look very intently at the people that are left. And really see if someone says something that can spur my motivation and passion mm-hmm. for them. Mm. Damn, Joe. Can I ask why he was the front runner for you? Just because of his electability. I felt that he's the only candidate who has a chance of beating President Trump. Yeah. And that was why he was the, for me, the candidate. Uh, Although Elizabeth Warren has said some things that are significantly more inspiring, has has Julian Castro for me. Uh, And Marion Williamson, who is an amazing writer who I love. Mm -hmm. I don't think she has a very strong chance of winning, but, you know, she is a great human. And I love her work. She's been a major inspiration in my life. And so when you guys talk about, you know, feeling fatigue, you know, I turn to people like Marion Williamson to show me light and to help me see that there is better out there, that better lives inside of me through God. But when it comes down to her being a president, I don't I don't know. But I definitely now know that Joe Biden is not that man. He is not the one to turn this country around when you have those kind of hidden beliefs inside of you and it comes yeah, out. He's yeah, he's a bumbling fool. <laughs> that was that wasn't that was a bad look. Hmm. Yeah, to be honest, I haven't again the fatigue is just overtaking my life. So I haven't even like 
pay much attention. I'm like, first of all, there's so many of you guys. Like, I need you to just get it down to who it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, drop down to top three, then I'll start paying yeah, attention. Yeah, well, because, and then essentially, I guess my general, like, overall feeling is like, you're all the same. Like, you're all yeah. going to do the same shit. It's all going to be whatever fuck-ups you have. I'm sorry, there's the F word again. <laughs> whatever screw-ups you have. <laughs> Whatever screw-ups you have, you know, we're just going to be left reeling and dealing. Like, it's always the same story. It has been for pretty much my whole life. So, I don't know. I feel like just nothing really scares me or moves me much anymore just because... I think for me, it seems as though the more popular thing to do right now because of the president that we have is to kind of pander to the minority vote. And... uh, I just don't want to be... I just don't want to hear that type of... You don't want to be scammed. Yeah, I don't want to be scammed. I don't want to be coerced. I don't want anyone to be like, I love black people. I love minorities. I love poor kids. You know? (laughs) I I don't want that because I know it's only so they can win, so they can oppose Donald Trump. Right. Woo-wee! It's been a little deep on the podcast today, but it's time to switch it up. Now it's our segment of the best of the summer. So let's brighten yeah. up the yeah. mood. Okay, we can brighten. So we always, when we bring in Lemon Pepper Wet, these young ladies are not just Atlanta personalities, but they are pop culture experts. And so, so much of what they, you know, talk about. Well, wait a minute. You, got, you ladies are laughing. Don't discredit or discount yourselves. Yeah. You guys had a very successful YouTube run called What the People's Bouch. Right? Yes. Where you guys really did some great commentary on shows like Insecure. Yeah. And you really talked about. So, I think that that does give you credibility in the pop culture realm. And we've had a hot girl <laughs> summer, right? Yes. Is that what Thanks the summer is known as? Sure for that. That. Did you, I, did you, I really, like, I'm yeah, not either. Either. You both did. Yeah. So, so, maybe no, it is a thing now. It is a thing. It should stay a thing. It is a DD thing. <laughs> it's a three plus Yeah. It's a three plus one thing. It's a three plus one thing for sure. <laughs> what do we mean by. I know Hot Girl Summer. Isn't that like a City Girl song? Or no. act up before you get smashed Megan up? Megan the Stallion. Yes. Megan the Stallion. Big old freak. Yes. Big old booty freak is what she says. <laughs> big booty, big old treat. <laughs> oh, big booty, big old treat. Yes, <laughs> my girl, me. And so she brought out the concept of the Hot Girl Summer. What exactly, though, does this really mean? Because I've heard it. I've seen memes. But I'm like, well, what are they talking about? Every summer's hot. I think a hot girl summer, I guess, would be like a like an updated version of a carefree black girl. Yeah. You know, like just doing back you. on my bullshit. Back on my bullshit. Yeah. Here I come. You see it. Like I, I'm very I, carefree. Like I don't care what you think. Right. I'm trying to get to this money. How you think I should act? I'm mm. gonna do what drives me. What mm-hmm. I want to do. And, and I, I can do yeah. it all. Yeah. I can be a big old freak and a student in college. Exactly. And that's yes. yes. Everything. It's all of that. Health administration. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all of you that. Can do it all. And that's what she's emphasizing. Yeah. So it's yeah. really a positive concept. It's yeah. not yeah. Yeah, about... That, okay, let's be clear. A hot girl summer is very different from a city girl summer. Yeah. Oh, they're not the same? They no. are not one of the same. Oh, what's a city girl summer? A city girl summer is... Uh, that's act up or you get smacked up. Yeah. Yes. So I had, them, I had them confused. I thought a hot girl summer and a city girl summer was all the same. They're not the So what's a city girl summer? Um, City Girl Summer is all about scamming, shadiness, acting up, yeah, and smacking up. <laughs> all of the above. 
So when you say scamming, mm. what does that mean? Robbing niggas. Yeah. How do you rob? Just right in front of their face. Credit card fraud. Yeah. Number one. Stolen identity. We don't know anything about that. Is that what the city girls are advocating? Free JT. So wait, stop, stop. Who are... That's a... I think JT's a city girl, right? Yes, she is. So why is she in jail? Credit card scams, I believe. Fraud. I, I think she robbery and fraud. It's fraud. It's, I think it's all the same. Yeah. They are synonymous. Yeah. So <laughs> she's an actual true life scammer. She did that. Yeah. That's what she used to. <laughs> oh my god. Right. So who are the other <laughs> city girls? Young it's, Miami is the other one. So young. Two. It's, I thought it was like four. No, two. it's just a duo. It's just two of them. Who are all those girls in that twerk, 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 twerk video? Well, Cardi's in that, but Cardi's solo. Yeah, Cardi's her own. Yeah, girl. They were dressed like the cats. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and that's actually. I love that you watched. Yeah, I yeah. love that you watched the video. First I did. Of all, I watched it you. multiple times. To be quite honest, uh-huh. with you, I did, <laughs> and I did, and I also kind of wondered, like, was it fair so for the girl I. who won the, the the twerk off? You know, did she just win? She wasn't my favorite. She was. Oh, she man. was doing a lot. Did she like, only win because she was a big girl, or did she win because uh, she was no, the best? No, I feel like worker? there were lots of big girls there. Like, I don't think that was the issue. I think it was big old just, booty treat. That's it's what I know. It's all the same. <laughs> it's not. But this is the thing. So there are only two real high girls, and one of them is now. I mean, city, city girls. girls, and one of them is now in jail. She's been in jail for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. She's been in jail like right before they started Started getting really big. They were like blowing up. So what do you call when you get famous after you go to jail? Like kind of when you get famous after you die. So are they touring or doing any kind of, or it's just that, is it one? Well, Miami went on tour for a little while. Now she's she's holding it down. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. What we're really here to talk about is the hot girl summer, which is a more positive connotation. So the hot girl summer as it's been deemed the summer of 2019. And what has really been hot in this summer, let's talk about, since we're on music, what has been the music that you think has really defined this summer? Nothing. Let's talk about that. There hasn't been a summer banger, I don't think. Because every summer there's that one song and I have not. What was it last summer? Crew. Crew was one of those. Was it? Oh, oh yeah. Crew was a good one. Was it summer um, what was what was the Drake song? Uh, the one where he was in oh. New Orleans. Oh, oh, nice oh, for what? Yeah, nice for what? Nice nice for what? Nice as long as I thought it was. It was just like a. No, I think it came out in like April and then it lasted for a couple months. But yeah. yeah. Okay. There hasn't been a real there summer no. banger, but I do think if we're gonna talk about hot girl summer, Megan is. Megan, the she's been the topic the of conversation the summer, this for summer. Sure. Megan the Stallion has certainly, I think, led the summer and led yeah. the charts. Her yeah. album, I think, is very solid. Will we not say that her album Fever is a very solid, it's solid. album? It's, yeah. Really yeah. Solid. it's a listen through. I didn't yeah. know Megan the Stallion uh, until Fever came out, so okay. I have to apologize to the millennials who no, that's, know her and love her. Know. If you don't know her by now, then so I didn't know her. But when I heard the album, I immediately thought to myself, "This is a the her her style is the love child of Trina mm-hmm. and Juicy J. Yes, a beautiful combination Perfect. in music. I love Juicy that. J. Despite I love when old people can make great oh, comments. Like well, I always thought she sounded like Juicy J. Like her cadence is very, very like she's yeah. highly influenced, and I think it's yeah. great when young people. Give credit to where their influences came from. Yeah, she, I, clearly that she's influenced. She by loves Juicy J. She loves Yeah. So I would say her album has done really well. What else has come out that was a hot hit 
or hot I'm album just, for the summer because I have I to really say that's I think the that baby's is. album was good. So let's okay. talk about that. You know, we gotta talk about the baby. I can't talk about the babies. I like the baby. Literally can't talk but about the you know what? What about the the, the baby's album? So not to, again. You have the baby and you have baby. I we're talking about the baby. Like, why are y'all doing this to me right now? You know what? I actually watched his Breakfast Club interview today. And it was which one? The baby, little baby, the baby. <laughs> you know the one. Okay. And I mean, I do like his music, but I would just like me and my coworker were just like, you know, what is it about young men that kind of glorify like the hood lifestyle? Like, you know, I'll, the baby has somehow gotten out of. He killed somebody in Walmart. He and did. He, he shot a that. man in Walmart. Yeah, but it was like. Self defense. They were trying to rob him. Apparently, yeah. So he could get away with like the self defense thingy. Huh. He did. He killed a man in Walmart. Yeah. So I don't know about that from the baby. Uh, he has a song, Sug Sug, where yeah. you're trying to basically be like a Suge Knight of a new generation. Yeah. But all of his music videos are very entertaining. Yeah. I've fun. never watched one, but I'll watch now. <laughs> you yeah. should. Never, I will I, say. I will <laughs> say like. Despite his past indiscretions of killing people in Walmart, um, <laughs> I do think he's a good entertainer. Like okay. he has like a fun aspect. He's like he's bringing the fun. To, to I'm rap, going to, to, to watch him out. That goes into who has been number one over the whole entire summer. Who? Who has broken record after record and is still on the winning streak. Little little Nas X. Yeah. So I want to know what do you ladies think about little Nas X? And I have somewhere I want to take this. Okay. Next. Um, I'm very happy. Honest opinions about Lil Nas X. I'm happy for him. I don't know how sustainable he is. I'm off the road. I'm tired of the fucking old town road. I'm off the road. You're you're tired of the song. I support. I support anything. Like I'll listen to it and put my phone all the volume all the way down so he gets his plays. Mm -hmm. But why are you supporting? Why do you want him to get the plays? He's a young black man trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. I support black people. Positive black people. He has no controversial anything going on in his life. He seems to be tweeting positivity and all of this. He's not bothering anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll play the song like a million times and turn my volume all the way down so I don't have to hear it. But I'm tired. Of, I, of I need another song. You know, anytime there is a viral song or like a popping song, it does get a little weary yeah. after a while. Definitely. But, um... Weary of the ways of the world. Oh, oh yes. I, I mean, I like Lil Nas. I think what he's doing is very positive. Yeah. And I'm proud of him. He's yeah. a breath yeah. of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it does help to not have all this like baggage and negativity attached Beeping to your and, yeah. to your brand. It's like, okay, I, all I can all I have to take is the music. That's it. That's all I get. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I'll take that. That's fine. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how it feels with Meg too. It's just like it's easy. Aww. It's easy. So, so yeah. who I want to go with it because we just talked about the baby. Yeah. Who you feel is a good entertainer and then Lil Nas X, Christina, you said that his career may not be sustainable. Sustainable. I yeah. I he he's young and he's very like niche right now with the cowboy suit. Like I don't know who has where, more talent, the I, baby. I don't know anything about who's the baby killing people in Walmart <laughs> or Lil Nas X. The baby. If you're just talking about like if you're just talking about like stats, like Rap you killed culture? you killed yeah, you maybe. killed a person in Walmart and then you got off yeah. uh, check mark like yeah. you murdered somebody and then but not I, even that he has bars like his album is solid like okay. you can play all that I through. don't know about yeah. I mean yeah. but you know I'm it's a sure. solid album so I don't. I'm rooting for Lil Nas X. We all are, and I, but I will <laughs> say I don't yeah. like Panini. Or Rodeo. I liked Panini 
Nor do I like Old Town Road. Get off the road. But I do like his video. I liked his videos, his aesthetic, and I like his creativity. I feel like there is a very... I know there's a real artist in there that's very solid. Let me tell you why. It's because he did Old Town Road by by himself. Mm -hmm. He created this in his own little home space, supposedly with $5 in his account. (laughs) You can have enough power in you and enough of... uh, That's hella inspiring. Yeah. uh, Anointment over your life to do that, then you have it. You have it. It's just a matter of him not losing it as he gets immersed in this field. You know what I do like about... Lil Nas and Meg is they're bringing back the images of black cowboys and just cowboy genre. And so it's like making people dig deep and research into He's black confused because you don't realize Meg is a Houston bitch and like oh, she's her like thing is, her no, Texas no. Houston thing. She's a hottie, yeah. At she, no point am I confused. I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm just confused about why anybody wants to bring back black cowboys. I think it's just her aesthetic. It's, it's, an aesthetic it's her aesthetic. Yeah. You know, Lola, you like black cowboys, Bethany? I, I think it's interesting. I think the cowboys that I saw the most growing up were like the um, what's it, the Marble Man, and just like you know those old timey cowboy movies. And I never saw black cowboys, but then I'm on the internet all the time, and people are you know now they're researching into it because Megan, she's. Every time you see her in a performance outfit, she has on chaps. She has on a cowboy hat. When you see Lil Nas X, he has on his boots. He has on his fringe. So it's like... Well, I don't know if black black cowboys cowboys were such a thing to be, like, proud of as a black cowboy. However, I think it's just, like, with the word nigger to nigga. It's like, you take your shit and you make it whatever you want. You make it hot. You make it stylish. You make it... I like seeing the imagery. The only black that cowboys that I knew as a child were the Buffalo Soldiers like, uh-huh. in the military. Yeah. But that's because my family is very military. My dad literally has all of the like original paintings of like Buffalo Soldiers. But I like this new spin on it. But I yeah. is real fine. So it's like every time she puts on those assless chaps, I'm like, ass girl. Yes. Do you want to see I a video know. of her twerking? Not yet. <laughs> so this has been, in addition, some uh, a summer where you've had uh, some songs that have come out that maybe maybe aren't as well known as what we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. So is there a song that you just <laughs> love that has come out this Ooh. summer? And while you're thinking about it, I will tell you a song that I really love that has come out. Um, and it is by Chance the Rapper. And it's a collaboration what they say about Chance, he makes music for pastors that steal from their churches. Yeah. Uh, he makes music for youth pastors that listen to secular music on the low. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Cross Me uh, with Chance the Rapper and Ed Sheeran. I thought that was a really great song. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard a lot of it. Childish Gambino had a really great song this summer as well that didn't what? get a lot of play. Oh, yeah, it's a beautiful song. What's the song? Uh, I'm going to find it. I don't recall the name. I heard it only once, and I was like, Sober. The name of the song is Sober, and, oh, I, and it was phenomenal. I, I hadn't heard it until this summer. Damn. As so well as the new Katie. New, new to you, hold up. I'm, you know, <laughs> And then also the song, uh, you know, Katy Perry's new song. I thought that was a great song as well for the summer. I don't know her. Uh, Never Look Back or... 
while you look, I'll talk about my song of the summer. So the song of the summer that I loved is from Pip Millet. I think that's how you say her name. But the song's called Fancy, and I love it. It's Fancy. really good. Never really over by Katy Perry, but who is this Pip? Pip Millet. <laughs> I gotta write that down. How do I spell that? Okay. P-I-P? P-I-P. Yeah, you usually have the fire songs. Pip. Oh, I'm fire. P-I-P. Last name, M-I-L-L-E-T-T. Okay, I see her with the okay. braids. Fancy is this name of the song that I love. Okay. okay. You're it's really just, hyping it up It's right one now. of those songs where it's like, I put it on and it makes me feel good about myself. Mm. Like, if I'm feeling down, I'll play this. And it's like, it reminds you that it's like, you're a carefree black girl on your shit. So it you're raises your it. frequency. It gets it you does. a it gets We it. need more of that. I love that song. Yes. The thing so that we need to, to, listen to, to make it. our life that really what God has for so I love that yeah mm. definitely check it out she's fire you just put me on because I've never heard of her before yeah. so now I'm never. really interested we're all gonna listen into her yeah. yes I can't wait and she's trash we're gonna judge judge but you won't have she to because be you don't trash. like her okay, okay. okay. Like that song. I believe be it okay what about the two I, of you I don't know that I have one specifically I mean I have people that I'm listening to but I'm like I don't know when this song came out, actually, but I think <laughs> one that I do recall myself listening to a lot over the past summer is um, Georgia Smith on my mind. It's just something about that, like, slight mm. EDM. Oh, that house was from a couple music. summers ago, but it is, is like, it? it's catchy and it makes mm-hmm. you feel good. Right. Yes. So this summer, that was that for me. Georgia so. Smith. That's what I was like, mine, mine, mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's catchy. And it's always on my mind? On, on my, my mind. mind. Okay. Bethany, we found one. Um, I feel like I've been listening to a lot of, like, things that aren't new, but I really enjoyed, um, Tyler, the Creator's album, Mm. and I don't know if you know who Blood Orange is, he makes a lot of, like, music, but... I don't listen to Moog. It's like, it's very, like, ethereal, like, but he has a song called gold teeth and it has project pat and gangsta boo on it and i'm like okay the two different sounds clashing sounds kind of good to me Ooh, i will check out gold really teeth because i'm, a, I'm all about some gangsta boo but yes i definitely am not about the uh, I, mean, <laughs> we're gonna see. I don't know good for certain things like I feel like his music is good for driving at night you know like just going home going up 75 with the sunroof open like it's a vibe like it's good for certain situations it's a vibe so yeah uh I think that kind of gives us all some things to listen to I want to end with the summer highlight for me my absolute favorite artist of the summer she isn't new but she is getting big and it's Lizzo uh, I am absolutely. You could have had a bad bitch. Hey, not committal. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm all about Lizzo and her image, about what she's projecting, about what she represents, about how she has found a way to empower herself, and by empowering herself, she's empowering so many other people. She is absolutely, to me, like the up. We, I think we can all. Yeah. I, I love that this right. is the last thing because we can. All agree on that's this. good. We all love Lizzo. We the were just thing, watching yeah. her NPR. her tiny desk uh, concert and yeah. her energy. Not just her talent, her voice, her entertainment, but just like her energy and the way she talks and like 
the way she hypes herself up kind of hypes you up. Yeah. It's like you can't be mad at she, that. It's infectious. Like, yeah. like, In that really video it. of her playing the flute while Megan twerks is viral yes. right now. So it's like, oh, yes. yes. I love it. Excellent. Excellent. I want it on an infinite loop. So that kind of goes from music. Now let's talk about the television shows and movies that have defined us this summer. Euphoria! Love it. 